Hello and welcome back to the Intelligence Network podcast. I'm Rich Wilding, your host for today's episode. Uh, and I'm joined again today by Jonathan Luff. Jonathan, Hi, Rich. Welcome. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. So I want to, if I can, return back to almost where we start, well, your article, the flight black box, flight recorder, black box, yeah. uh, not, not other black boxes that exist in the cyber world, um, and ask you a question I don't know the answer to. Uh, I doubt you do too, but I'm interested uh, to see okay. what you say. Give is, it a go. Well, if we're not who who if we're not going to hold people to account, or if we're not going to judge them, who gives them permission to? Who gives permission for that to happen? Is it is it their boss? Is it the shareholders? Is it the customers? Is it the government? Is it some all or none of those? What do you what do you think? Uh, so the 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 honest answer to that is I don't know at this point. Yeah. Um, I I think we need to explore. We need to explore that in 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 conversation. Um, I think uh, it may well require um, some form of uh, sort of formal uh, um, sort of regulation or some uh, structure organisation to to help facilitate this. You know, and some some of this is already happening. You know, as I said before about the the government's own efforts to. Yeah. Uh, at, at, a, at a high level, and particularly with financial services and other um, critical national infrastructure organisations and businesses, you know there is a there are forums for uh, for working together on, on on shared challenges. But you know it is a it is a different thing to broaden that out such so so that it, it in includes everybody. Yeah. And and you're right um, within a single industry and particularly a highly regulated industry. Um, it is it is more straightforward to put in place a system and a set of procedures that that everyone understands and everybody adopts. Mm. Uh, if we are talking about literally every business uh, and literally every sector, that is harder to do. And I don't I don't have the yeah. answer to that question. But I think by uh, you know by collaborating by by creating fora like this one, so that we can talk about these things. We, we stand a better chance of coming up with an approach that that people can sign up to. Now, it doesn't need to involve everybody. You yeah. know, not everyone needs well, to be involved. But, but I think and, and we've, we've had this conversation before about things like um, GDPR and whether it's a, a help or a hindrance. Yeah, so, yeah. That those that take part in this conversation, those that share information and find ways to, to collaborate, I think will find that a good investment a good use of their time, they will be better businesses as a result, and they will have a competitive advantage as a result, and that will that, mm. that is to their advantage in the same way that <coughs> excuse me, in the same way as having um, a, 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 a thriving business culture in your organisation, in the same fun, yeah. in the same way that having a diverse management team, uh, in the in the same way that um, you know. Working with uh, innovative third parties makes you a, yeah. a, a a more exciting, a more interesting, a more successful business. Being involved in these conversations, raising your own game around security, so that you can get on with the important stuff of 
of running your business yeah. and creating a better product or delivering a better service, you you will be a better company. And so I think there's a there's a sort of natural logic, and, and and you know we already have. I think I think someone was saying there there are nearly 500 organisations already signed up uh, to the intelligence network. I suspect that will increase enormously. It, it may be actually quite a challenge to uh, to, yeah. to 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 manage the the interest because there is so much interest. But I think that shows you that there's there is there is there is a perceived value in being involved in a in a collaboration network like this and it's not just you know it, it, it's because there is a bigger picture you know get this right share information understand security better do the things that you need to do well don't compete around security compete around the things that that you actually do for your customers yeah i mean for me i i, I keep coming back to this uh, we need to somehow measure has there been due care and attention to the decisions that have been made that have resulted in this thing happening? And, and so maybe that's a conversation. Maybe that is a topic for conversation yes, see, in this I, community. So I hear you. That, that sounds, that, I mean, if you'll forgive me, Rich, that sounds like a, uh, a consideration yeah. or an approach that is, um, is, is quite sort of big business. It's governance. Yeah. It's decision-making no, and accountability. No, it's not governance. I, I'd, I'd sort of argue that in, in, in smaller businesses and family-run businesses and th the processes simply aren't there to to sort of scrutinize decision making yep. in the same in the same way so you know i guess what i what i'm saying is that you, you you've got to come up with a, an approach that 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 is that is uh, adaptable enough for for everybody to um yeah to, to sign up to whether that gives you a sort of lowest common denominator oh. i don't know so so for sure so so you're right to call me out on the the big enterprise versus small i, I don't think it's governance but on the small small business side you, you have got these great these good schemes right the, the cyber essentials um which are basically the go-to place for what do i do uh best practice as it yeah. were that that's great um i am i guess i am talking about Know, the the sensational headline hitting things that we hear about the, the big hacks yeah. the the IP that's lost the you know, I, I, I won't repeat the companies but we all know the companies that have been hit yeah um, because I think I, I think they're important not just because they're big business but that's where you you do set I think that's where you do set a lot of the tone for for how industry responds to this you know you think about I'm just going to pick a bank right but if you, you think about a CISO at a bank mm. and I know I'm talking CISOs again but they have a duty to look after that, that that bank, look after the value for their shareholders, the money that they're holding for for customers too. Um, and so, if if we want them to be the most secure they can and deliver in this digital world, they need to be trying new solutions. So kind of weave every aspect of our discussion into this. Yeah. If they have a breach and they have and that breach is somehow related, or that breach could have been prevented, or was maybe slowed down, or um, is, is, uh, is somehow close to some new technology they brought in. Do we want them to be penalized for that? Do we want them to be fired for that? Do we want them, do we want the risk of them being penalized and fired to have prevented them from doing it, implementing it in the first place? My view would be no, as long as they have had due consideration to why it went in. And I don't mean, for me that's not governance, that is after the fact, you're like, well, why did you do that? Yeah. Well, I did it for these reasons. Well, they sound sensible. Um, and I, I connect that back to the small businesses because those choices yes. made in enterprise will flow down. So that's really interesting because I think the um, I, I was talking to somebody about a an innovative uh, financial services company uh, just yesterday, 
um, a bank based, I won't say which one, but a bank based in, in Asia that has a really forward-leaning approach to working with innovative technologies, working with startups and doing things differently. And <clears throat> there's obviously some risk attached yeah. to that. Uh, if you're working with you know, new solutions, new technologies, new companies, um, there's less of a track record. You, know, you may make a bad decision. Uh, you may be let down. Something may go wrong. Um, that's not coming from the CTO right. uh, or the CISO. It's coming from the CEO. Right. Yeah. Right. And ultimately, this goes right to the top, in my it view. It's about the leadership given right from the top. Um, and, you know, the, the best organizations in terms of working with new technology and adapting to the, the challenges are those where there is, there is genuine interest in and leadership from um, uh, the board and the top executives. And they give authority and permission um, to their teams, including those responsible for uh, technology and security, to be creative and to work with in new ways and with and with new teams. And then, you know, then there's ownership of the problem. If it goes wrong, yeah. um, the CEO is 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 responsible. Absolutely. Now, if the CEO feels that actually, you know, ha- having given authority to to their team, that their team, you know, actually you c- you can you can make the case that that team didn't exercise good judgment or or, or, or made some decisions that weren't weren't fully uh, justified or, 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 or well thought through, well, then that's an internal matter for that, yeah. for, for that team. But, the, but the, you know, the CEO needs to be bought yeah. uh, in. For many into years, that, that it hasn't been there. I think every, a lot of people would argue, well, it's, getting, it's got better, it continues to get better, the, the yeah. buy-in from the top. I, I wonder that, so even if you do have that buy-in, you, you, you've then got this situation in some companies, I suspect, where, and I'm not just talking big, big enterprise, you know, but I am talking smaller than, I'm probably talking medium. Yeah. mid size up. Um, does that CEO necessarily have expertise to, to assess what their team's doing? And I, I wonder in those situations yeah. if, you know, forums like the Intelligence Network can be a barometer to say, well, what There's are your no, team no, doing? No question. Absolutely yeah. no question. And, and there should be involvement in this network from, from sort of from, from all uh, parts of, of interested organisations, yep. whether it's the founder and CEO, or whether it's the CTO or the, or the yep. CISO, as a, as, a, as a way for everybody to learn a bit more, uh, share a bit more, get a, get a bit more of an insight. So, just uh, thinking again about the the point you were making about uh, awareness at senior levels yep. and um, the role that uh, CEOs and other senior executives can play, I think that's a really great great question. I think there's much more interest uh, in uh, issues around security. It's obviously at the forefront of people's uh, minds, having seen the experiences of some very, very yeah. significant companies and the impact that that's had on brand, on reputation, on share price, on company performance. So it's clearly um, on the, the radar screens of, uh, of boards and chief executives. Um, but it's not a straightforward uh, problem to understand at a technical or at a management level, and we've had some really interesting uh, conversations with companies and with startups about how you address that particular problem, how you make security much more uh, a question of, of of business quality and business risk and operational performance and uh, investment, and not just a question about technical mm. matters and technical security and you do see some really creative um, uh, solutions being developed by startups we had 
we had our colleagues from um, Oz Cyber, the Australian uh, body that's yep. developing uh, cybersecurity um, in in Australia. We had them over recently, and one of the startups that came over was was working on a really really brilliant uh, sort of information uh, visualization platform um, designed specifically for boards and, and and senior executives who are not technical specialists but need to have at their f- fingertips the information that helps them to make some good decisions yep. or to empower others in their organizations to take authority to make to make those decisions now I know you know there are plenty of large and small companies working on on those kinds of, of products but it was interesting to see one of the best mm. uh, um, uh, solutions I've yet seen for that particular issue being being worked on by a tiny little Australian startup yeah always surprises when you see what's happening out there yeah right? and that's and that's again our approach at Cylon since uh, inception has been to find talent wherever it is. We do believe that the UK is a fantastic place uh, to build uh, a cybersecurity business from which, to, from which to grow and where you can get the investment you need to, to, to thrive. But our approach is, is very open. We've yeah. had, I think it's uh, founders from 25 different countries uh, among our 53 companies so far. And um, that's been a really nice surprise, frankly, yeah. to see how how broadly spread uh, that 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 talent is. You know, that it's 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 not thinly spread. It's it's incredibly um, interesting uh, where it, where it comes from. Right. It's not just from the places you expect. It's from all over the world. That's interesting. So of course, we we've talked a little bit about argued a little bit about well, not just enterprise, it's small companies too. But of course, the thing that connects everything is is supply chain. Um, it's uh, something we think a lot about. Yep. Um, you mentioned earlier a little bit around the, um, you know, why would we do this? You know, it's about helping each other, yep. which is true. But also there's the very real real reality that, that small and large companies are connected because everyone is a, a vendor or supplier to somebody. Yeah, like I said before, it's a team sport, this. Yep. Um, you know, you're only as, you're only as secure as, as, your, as your weakest link. You know, that's, that's not news to anybody but you know we again we've talked about this yes. recently uh, uh, you know we had a a, a a startup through our most recent program that is trying to simplify and accelerate the process of supply chain security audit which at the moment is a very manual process and 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 requires enormous amounts of uh, of time and is not done well uh, and it, you know isn't really fit for purpose and if we can apply thoughtful process and technical solutions to that, you can do much better audit. You can do it much more quickly. You can do it for many more companies in the supply chain. You can have much more confidence. And so, you know, you can see how, you know, some yeah. of these really kind of irritating problems well, are, wonder, being, are being addressed. I wonder how much of your um, <coughs> black box flight recorder concept applies to the supply chain too. I mean, you know, we've, I, I've certainly been thinking mostly about it since I read your article around the, uh, you know the shareholders, the CEO, how they how they judge the the security team, but actually it's it works in the supply chain too. How do how do how do I companies? Th- I think that's a great question. You know, if you're if you're uh, let's just take BAE as an example. If you're a company, Maybe not, no, I think we should. I think it's, I think it's the right place to start. Not least given that it's a very significant company uh, working in a wide range of different fields with an extremely complex supply chain and at times working on really quite 
sensitive yeah. matters, right? So, so it's a great example of that. How do you how do you address the issue of a of a of a problem in the mm. in the supply chain? And I'm absolutely sure you have all sorts of systems and processes in place. But let's say, let's say, for example, that you know we we move to a sort of black box thinking approach, and that rather than uh, the the company down at the the bottom of the supply chain having a problem and fixing it uh, after they've become aware of it, but not declaring it, yeah, uh, because that would potentially impact their relationship with the supplier further up the supply chain and then ultimately perhaps be systems um, that they immediately on discovery of that of that uh, of that problem declare it to the the community and the, the, the sort of the benefit of that is that the community then rallies round yeah. you might get support from all the way up the supply chain and from the and from the the, the the company at the top which actually happens to have really significant experience and insights and capabilities in this area may be able to address that problem and undo it or at least yeah. remediate it very quickly and that's a that's actually a far better outcome for everyone and so there is a um, uh, there, there is a, a, a an avoidance of of blame there are not repercussions like the company doesn't lose its place in the supply chain there's an acceptance that yes we've had a bit of an issue here. as long as they respond well I would well yeah it's, right, and yeah. it's about that response yeah. and, the, and the, the whole idea of black box thinking is that it's a it triggers an automatic response yeah safe in the knowledge that that response does not lead to negative yeah. repercussions for uh, as long as they go through the process of diligently reporting the incident to the people that need to know about it as soon as they become aware of it and they start to tackle it immediately, perhaps with the support of others more capable than they are in other parts of the supply chain or outside it. So I, mean, I actually think that's a really interesting mm. example. So one other thing um, just thinking about is often I get the impression that, that people, you know, they might go and they might have an event that kicks them off thinking about how they should approach a certain area of their security or they might be an annual planning cycle where they look at their budgets. And I guess it, it feels feels there that it's it's event driven. Mm. Um, should we be moving to a more business where business should we be moving to an area where business as usual is always looking at not maintaining the status quo, but yeah. what do we need to do to improve? Well, look, I, I'm going to use the example of of, of of your team's engagement with Cylon, which I think is you know really illustrates this uh, point. Um, yes, we run events. We we do two every year big demo days where uh, all of our startups present um, their companies and their technologies to a to a a really significant audience but the events are if you like the 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 cherry on the top they're not the thing itself yeah your colleagues and and you yourself rich are engaging uh, daily uh, weekly with our startups that's the important thing that's the important thing i think for you it's certainly the important thing as far as our startups are concerned. They have regular daily, weekly interactions with uh, sophisticated customers, experienced investors, um, you know, technically uh, gifted people who, who can help them mm. uh, do what they're doing better. Uh, but from your perspective, and this is, you know, I hope this is what you're getting out of it, you're getting that constant um, sense of engagement insight and hopefully learning and then that's feeding through into the wider business um we obviously work with with other partners uh, as well and we think that's you know that's that's the same for them you know they're getting this ongoing 
Yeah. It is. It's business as usual for them. It might be slightly unusual activity for them, but it's business as usual. It's become part of how they think about security. Yeah, I, I get that. That's a good point. Um, I'm, I'm thinking also, though, from, again, and you'll, you'll, you'll rightly accuse me of thinking too big businessy, but I... I no, but I mean, it's right. important that we talk, talk about big business. So the, the, the value to our startups often is having a big business trust them. Yeah. To, to, to start working together. I'm talking about industry response, right? Yeah. So at the moment, if I'm sat in a medium to big business, I'm probably going to think about, oh, I wonder if I should change my security apparatus, look at an alternative vendor, if I have a, an emotional event, if I am coming up to contract renewal, yeah. if I get a tap on the shoulder from, from somebody. Yeah. Is that right? Or should we be actually looking to say every day, Where's my security? I'm going to make up a term, right? Where's my security posture? How do I be not maintaining it, but how do I be? Because it nothing stays static in the world anymore. But how should I be? What should I be doing differently today to improve my security? So I think you you've actually you, you sort of answered your your own question. Was it a good answer? Uh, it was, yeah. Because okay. I think when you say, you know th- things are not static, yeah. so obviously you know we're not going to completely transform uh, overnight the way in which uh, businesses large and small organize their budgeting and their planning and their procurement. You know, there are good reasons for doing things a particular way. There are established best practices. And and I think, you know, it's unrealistic to think, well, we just we'll just do things differently, shall we? But I but I I think when you say you know, business is is dynamic. Um, It is a cliche to say it, but it's incredibly fast paced. The pace of technological change of business changes is accelerating. Mm. Um, I'm not sure it's accelerating quite as fast as people might want you to think, but it's 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 a it's a it's a dynamic uh, environment out there, and that is forcing people to think in somewhat uh, new ways about about their processes, about their procurement, about their planning, and therefore a shift towards sort of constantly reviewed, uh, um, uh, constantly changing approaches to technology are, are, are inevitable it's yeah. going it's going to become part of your business as usual to be reviewing all the time the threats to your business and the opportunities for your business and just waiting until the next um, contract cycle yeah. is, is just not good uh, enough and so maybe there's a the hint in there to, to how we help change the attitude to to events to, to, you know, to, to breaches and the, the blame your, your you know, the blame point that that's core to your premise around the, the flight back box recorders is well actually maybe we need to change how we judge those in charge of security it's not on you know is it is it is it still okay today but what are you doing today yeah to, to and I, again to come back to the, the the airline example you know they haven't eradicated near misses no no the the, the, the and it's a it's i think a good analogy that the our skies are increasingly uh busy you know there are more and more uh, flights mm. to more and more destinations, and those flights need to be carefully managed by by, by pilots and the and, and, and air traffic control. Um, if we're going to operate at maximum productivity, mm. I mean, I heard some extraordinary statistic about the the, le- the the productivity levels at Heathrow and how close to ma- maximum efficiency uh, that airport operates. And that's incredibly. That's an incredible achievement. It's incredibly complicated, but inevitably yeah. there are going to be mistakes made from time to time, and and there are, and and you have near misses, and you and those are reported, and they learn from those, and you continue to sort of 
sort of um, retrain and re-equip and adapt the system to cope with the new reality. Now, this might be a stretch on your analogy, right? But it's it's interesting because as you're saying that, it is a highly tuned system and it is a system. It's a controlled system, airspace, and everyone you know you want to fly. You're in that system, and yeah. that's why it can be so tuned. So what's going to be really interesting, I think, and this is where the analogy might get stretched, is drones, right? You, you get the emergence in recent years of, of issues. You hear them in the press sometimes of airborne objects yeah. not in the system yeah. interacting with this highly controlled system. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how the airlines that's react a, to that and where you know, it's a really interesting come from. It's a really interesting point, and, and it's certainly uh, presented... The airline industry with a with a new set of, yeah. of challenges. Um, again, I'm not sufficiently uh, expert to to really comment on on exactly how they've addressed that issue. But I understand that there are there are hard hard limits in place on on yeah. on the use of drones. And uh, anyway, there, there have been some uh, sort of regulations implemented to um, to deal with that issue. But whether they Solve the well, issue. I don't know. Again, this is like where the analogy is stretched. You know, they're the uninvited guests in the same way the cyber attack is the uninvited guests on our controlled computer networks. Yeah. Um, so it's and and the response has been, well, look, oh, there's a drone in my flight path. So, I'm not going to fly today. So, That's so, not. A- so we so we start to get into this really complex. Um, so so now the analogy gets even more stretched Brilliant. because you start to introduce. <laughs> I mean, I saw it's it's Farnborough this week. Yes. Um, you know. The talk was all about um, uh, electric uh, vertical takeoff and landing, uh, uh, taxi drones oh, yeah. um, uh, earlier in the week, and and yeah, so you're introducing a completely new element into the uh, into the aviation uh, uh, architecture now. And then you've got the security of those smaller vehicles. You know, air, airlines aircraft are pretty big. Pretty complicated, pretty highly designed, yeah. highly engineered items. What happens if you've got lots of much smaller, mm. uh, individually operated, uh, less intensely uh, scrutinised or regulated? I mean, that's, I don't know. We're getting down we a little. We're going down a little bit of a, a rabbit yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, we're going yeah. to the aviation podcast. Um, but I think you know the questions are, are relevant to to cybersecurity because it is much more complicated. Yeah. Um, there are many more actors. Uh, it is much less regulated. We're not talking about regulating cyberspace as opposed to regulating airspace but maybe it's helpful at least to think about uh, cyberspace in the way that we think about airspace and and see what you know use some thought experiments and 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 have some conversations about about adapting the learnings from airspace and applying them to cyberspace sorry cyberspace is one of those terms that i think people who are interested in this subject often um, roll their eyes at but i hope people will uh, forgive the uh, the use of the uh, analogy. We'll edit it out. Over the <laughs> um, so, unfair question for you now uh, to wrap up. Um, so, in a world, cast, cast your 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 mind forward a, a while. Um, the intelligence network is is a success, as I'm sure it will be. We've got the conversation going. Uh, we've got uh, people sharing a lot more, collaborating on both problems to prevent attacks, but also what happens when there is a breach. Um, in that world where it's, where it's all better, what, what does the headline look like when there's a breach at, I'm gonna say big company again, because those are the ones that make the headlines. So without, without naming anybody, obviously, um, what does it look like? So I'm going to spin one of blame. So and I'm gonna frame that again slightly differently, because I, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna keep 
at the risk of labouring the point, um, use the, the airline industry as an example. I think I saw quite recently a headline that said um, zero um, fatalities right. in the commercial airline sector in 2017 or something similar. And that's, that should be our aspiration for cybersecurity. You know, let's just take the UK. Like, if we could say zero serious cyber incidents yep. in 2019 in the in the in UK private sector or the UK um, uh, in the UK overall, that would be a fantastic okay. headline for us. That now, would. I, I, no, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not so naive as to think that that's. That's possible. Yeah. You know, if you had said in the airline industry in 1923, yeah. um, you know, what are, the, what are the chances of there being zero mm. uh, fatal air incidents in, twen- in 1927? I think yeah. people would have raised an eyebrow or two. But let's wind that forward. In 2018, it's, it's, so, it, it, it's so normal. It's almost mundane to say there were no major airline incidents um, among any of the major airlines this year and so I think that's that's where we should be that's where we need to try to to get to in this in this industry in this uh, in this area so zero major cyber security incidents in let's say 20 I think the, the 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 intelligence network has 2025 as the as the sort of outward yeah. Uh, end of its of its sort of um, uh, of its manifesto. Yeah. Now I think you know collaboration, simplicity, certainty being the sort of the sort of watchwords of the of, of, of the intelligence network. And you know if through collaboration and by making it simple for people, um, we can achieve certainty around the security of using uh, of being active in the digital economy by let's say 2025. And that that's a fantastic ambition to have. Now, can we get there? I think that's going to be really, really challenging. But I think through initiatives like this, you know, that's a, it's a worthwhile step towards it. Well, yeah, I agree. That would be awesome. Let's let's do our best to, to get to that. Uh, Jonathan, thanks for your time. Today. Rich, thanks, thanks very much. So Real nice pleasure. To talk to you. Thank you. And, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>